We we mm-hmm. pub everything. We need a sponsor because we'd be <laughs> so good at it. <laughs> we really would. Anyone listening, we really would. find us a sponsor. Thanks. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex. I'm joined, as always, by Brady and Dave. Boys, how we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Happy Monday. We had a lovely, lovely weekend, Uh, at least on Saturday. Did you get outside? was high 70s, sunny for part of the day. Ooh, it was beautiful. Yes, I was in a wedding on Saturday. And the whole week leading up to it, it was gross and rainy and cold. Yes. And then Saturday was beautiful. Yes. So that worked out really nice. Shout out to Keenan. Congratulations, buddy. Congrats to Keenan. Dave, did you get outside this weekend? Uh, to go to and from the hardware store like five times. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the new outside. homeowner life. Oh, I did take a peek at a local brewery while I was coming back from Menards, though. That was always kind of on my list to check out. So I peeked my head in, grabbed a four-pack, and hope to be there going there go. sometime. There you Another go. Another shameless plug for a brewery. <laughs> yeah, what's the, what's the name of this brewery? Yeah, was, I'm pretty yeah. close to I think you it's, now. I got to check it out. What's it called? It's Un... I want to say N-A, but I've never heard anybody actually pronounce it from the brewery, so I'm <laughs> sure I'm butchering it. I'm pretty sure it's some kind of French or something like that. It's well, um, south of the Menards over in um, Skokie, I think. I think it's technically mm. Skokie or Niles. Mm. I Yes, there is a there is a Menards in Niles that I frequent. Yes, I think and, we're probably the same one. Yes, I'm sure that your butchery of that brewery name will lead to a sponsorship. That's Hopefully. how it works. Please. Before we go any further, shout out to Ian podcast for our producer. Thank you for all that you do. Shout out to Jen as well. <laughs> did, you, did you even hear what you just said? No. What did the I podcast for our producer. Excellent work. Oh, nice. Thank you very on. much. <clears throat> the producer for our podcast. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Jen, thank you as well for helping run our social media accounts. Baseball season is in full swing Folks, Dave, I know you're dying to talk about the Cubs. The record-setting day that they had on Saturday. Ooh, wild. What a beatdown. I was actually talking about how that was just a distraction and how god-awful they've been playing. They lost <laughs> three of the four against the Pirates, uh, and all my optimism disappeared this weekend for the Cubs. So you can't lose three out of four to the Pirates and make the playoffs, even as a wild-card team. Not a good sign. Yeah. But how about that? What was the final score? 20 something to zero? Yeah. Spread it out, guys. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my advice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe save it for a couple of games. <laughs> they always do that, especially as of late. They'll absolutely smoke a team and then not do a single thing the rest of the weekend. So I'm getting used hey, to it. Here's the. Optimism, though, 
they're only three games back. That's baseball. <laughs> so That's early true in too. The season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you guys know me. I'm already looking at the Premier League table in week two. <laughs> That's it's true. Over. I know it. I know it. It's a long, long season. Hopefully things get better for them in the NL Central. In the AL mm-hmm. Central, the Twins just got done sweeping the White Sox and are currently sitting in first place. Oh, yeah. We're looking at standings uh, 16 games wow. in the season. That's that's a long <laughs> road ahead. <laughs> it is a very, very long road. But Byron Buxton is on fire. I get really excited for the Twins around this time of year, only then to watch them lose in the first round of the playoffs. However... I'm flying high right now. Buck is the man. Nice. That's more fun anyway. It really is. Guardians too. Guardians are real good. Yeah, they are. a good ball. Playing very well, that Cleveland baseball team. All right. America's pastime is great. We're here to discuss soccer. Yes. Chicago Red Stars. Putting an L on the board before the start of the season. Lost to Kansas City this past week. Two to one. Yes, so the Red Stars are out of the Challenge Cup, did not make the semifinals, uh, which is fine for me. Uh, Again, before the start of the season, it's a Challenge Cup, love a trophy, but really it's just getting our feet under us, getting the new system in from Petrucelli. Uh, This game was kind of fun. We got a Cassie Miller sighting. She started for Kansas City. That's cool. Good for her. Uh, We had the edge early. We got beat by a beauty by Alexis Loera. I definitely butchered that last name. But if you want to hit a soccer ball correctly, go rewatch this goal. It is a, I'd want to say banger, but let's say screamer this time because it is perfect technique, upper 90, glorious goal. As far as the Red Stars are concerned, another right wing back got a goal, which is huge, uh, especially in the system that we're playing going into the regular season next weekend. Huge. Good sign for the Red Stars. We had the majority of the possession. We looked good before conceding the goal. I, I, I feel pretty confident. I think that we will be ready for the regular season. Glad to hear that. Never like to see a loss before the start of the season. However, good to temper expectations. You know, it's kind of strange. We'll that the Challenge Cup is continuing into the regular season, which is it's very weird. Quite odd. I thought it, yeah. they would just get it wrapped up beforehand. So we don't have to deal with it. All we have to worry about now is NWSL play. Yeah. First match of the season is coming up Saturday, April 30th versus Racing Louisville at 7 p.m. Brady would love a quick sneak peek. Well, we kept tying them in the Challenge Cup. Very strange. Uh, I think we're a better team, and I think we should be able to win this one at home. The midfield battle will be interesting. The way that racing play, they have a three in the midfield and we have our two. So it will be a 3v2 about the majority of the game to racing's advantage. So that will be interesting to see how we deal with that. Jalen Howell is on a bit of a heater. Her and Ebony Salmon are the Louisville players to watch out for. As far as the Mm -hmm. Red Stars, obviously Mal Pugh, she's our star. She is our, as she goes, we go. Yuki Nagasato, I think, needs to make an impact in this team. Mm-hmm. And then the wingbacks. Whoever's playing that, Aaron right out left, whoever's going to get the start at right wing back, very critical in the shape that the Red Stars are playing. Very excited to see the ladies take the field again for the first time. Not this year, but this season. Regular again, season play. 
Their first match of the season is Saturday, April 30th versus Racing Louisville, 7 p.m. Going to be a lot of fun. Let's move right along. Chicago Fire FC. Mm. Mm -hmm. Sigh. Yeah. Lost Union Omaha in U.S. Open Cup. Yikes. Not good. Mm -hmm. The match went to pens, but... Still, this is a team that they should beat easily. Not good. Yeah, we looked really bad in Not open bad. play and only scored uh, our two goals in regulation um, off penalty kicks. So it it looked Ray. it was yeah. disgusting Not performance. Good. Like Omaha clearly wanted to be there and continue more than we did onto the next stage. Uh, this was the first time USL League One team faced an MLS opponent. From what I was reading. Um, and hmm. I guess I should say that in competitive play, I'm sure that there's yeah. been, you know, warm yeah. up games. Um, but we also go into the history then as the first team to lose to uh, USL League One side. So that's pretty wow, embarrassing that's considering great. how important um, <laughs> the fire seemed to, how important this is to the fire as, as a club, this tournament. So. Yikes. Yes. Let me argue here a little bit. I think the fire made some business decisions. Uh, Mm -hmm. We gave a lot of youngsters a chance to play in this one. Uh, Chihos wasn't supposed to start and ended up playing the full 120 minutes. He was the one that got both the penalty kick goals, which is another problem for me. I mean, he's our captain and, you know, around a bunch of kids maybe should take the pens, but he should not be close to one of our leading scorers (laughs) in any tournament. So, that wasn't great. I do love him though. He's awesome. And the fact yeah. that he played 120 and then went out and played 90 against Minnesota. That's yeah, that was fabulous. I'm excited to have him and he seems to be a true leader and standout, but not a good look for the fire. No, I thought the energy was terrible. And then uh, Ezra after the game had mentioned like that wasn't Chicago fire soccer and how we, mm-hmm. we imagine it going forward. Like he was, yeah. He said he was pissed. Like okay. so, it, despite the personnel, obviously yeah. it, it being more of a business decision, he mm-hmm. expected more out of that team as well. I did too. I think we all did. Honestly, I was looking at that match as if you are going to start the youngsters, maybe it's not an easy win, but it's a match that you should uh, take care of. So, unfortunate loss for the fire there. Had an opportunity to. Turn things around versus Minnesota this weekend. Couldn't do that either. Chose that game as our game of the week during our episode last week. Loons came away big time victory, showing that Minnesota pride, baby. Powerful, dominant, Disgraceful performance from the fire is oh what I God. would have to say. Wow. Three to Sick. nothing victory. Who domination <laughs> occurred? Ice cold D forcing a shutout. All the Ooh. keywords. And on that note, we're doing our new segment where we randomly skip the game of the week. No, no way. This one. It's got to be at least half an hour of diving in. What exactly the loons did to dominate? (laughs) Just kidding. I don't want to do that. But Brady, I do want to hear the lineups. Be fair. 
Uh, fine. We will go into it uh, begrudgingly. So we'll start with Minnesota, who play the same exact formation as the Fire. So we've got a 4-2-3-1. Dane St. Clair in goal. O'Neill Fisher out wide right. Boxall, Debassi, and Kamar Lawrence out left. Then we've got two holding midfielders, Ariaga and Trap. Our three in front of them will be Lud, Reynoso, Fragapane. And then Amaria leads the line as the number nine. The Fire in our own 4-2-3-1. Start with Gaga and goal. Sekulic out wide right. Olmsberg, Chihos, and Navarro. Then we have Federico Navarro in the midfield next to Jimenez. Ivanov, Shakiri, Brian Gutierrez in front of them. And Shabilko leading the line. Same formation. They defend slightly differently in the attacking half. I'll get into that a little bit more. Yeah. I was super uh, psyched to see Shakiri back too, because it's been too long. It's been since my, since my bachelor party that he's <laughs> been kind of uh, out of this lineup. So yep. it was just good to see him back, Shaq back. So. Nice to see him back. Didn't so matter. Nice. Didn't matter. <laughs> Minnesota had three beautiful, beautiful goals. Oh, okay. did they well, look good? Let me start immediately by interrupting you and saying the scoreline definitely flatters Minnesota. They weren't that good in this game. The fire oh, created their own ooh, issues. They really weren't. Yeah. And so sour, sour grapes, sour grapes. You're talking to one of the most logical people, you know, so I'm going to divide this game into two parts, the part before Olmsberg gives the ball away. And then the part after Olmsberg gives the ball away. And before Olmsberg did that impatience, impatience was the name of the game for the fire. Uh, So one of the things that Minnesota does is they drop their win. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, is drop their midfield into their own half. And when they press, it's not necessarily to steal the ball. It's to guide you into passing it into bad places. And the fire over and over and over again just did it. They just allowed themselves to play it right into the middle or try and go immediately to Shabilko. And it wasn't a great look. Uh, Clearly not. Yeah. So... I am losing some confidence in the structure of the fire simply because they are choosing defense right now, which is great, but we aren't creating in the offensive third. Uh, And one of the ways that we have created in the past, uh, even this season is when our wing backs get involved, when our outside backs are making overlapping runs, we're creating numbers in the attacking half. And then Shakiri has a little bit more space because there's just more attacking players for the fire. And there was no overlapping from our outside backs. We were definitely there for the first half to not concede to Minnesota. It really comes down to Shakiri's form in that connecting like role. Yep. And he was really bad this game. He was lost. I think that's a fair shout out. Uh, he had 69% passing, which isn't good. Uh, he had three shots, none of which were on target. And more importantly, he shot when he should have passed. There were moments where there were people outside the box that had crossing opportunities. Shabilko was actually playing the nine at times in this game, even though he's been doing a lot of dropping back and allowing Shakiri to go over the top, Ivanov to go over the top, which is fine and dandy, except no one's got the pace. We are severely lacking pace in this attacking lineup right now. Uh, And that's why Jairo is going to be critical, even if he isn't producing really well in Mexico right now. He does have speed. 
And that's super critical. I don't know why Duran's not playing more, except he's a baby. Uh, so eh, it's not a great look. Speaking of babies, Reynoso just complained the entire game. <laughs> what does Minnesota do? Pays $30 a week to watch him complain until he gets his way. Boom. And he did get his way with a 72nd minute goal. Yeah. yeah. The first of the three. So, okay. so here we go. Here's the Olmsberg giveaway. It's a moment where the uh, outside backs actually were overlapping. We started to try and do that in the second half. It was good for the first 15 minutes. We actually dominated the second half. Then Minnesota started to get their legs under them a little bit more. And here was a moment where there were five Minnesota players in our half, three fire players in our own half. And Olmsberg, for some reason, tries to play a kind of a tough pass into our midfielder where he could have just turned around and played it back to Slonina. And it speaks to the impatience that the fire showed all game is just allowing themselves to be trapped like this. And it was the first moment that Reynoso really had space and he put it away. He's a really good player. I did want to mention because we talked about how, you know, how much whining Reynoso is doing, but honestly, Federico was really good in this game until he gets his red card. Uh, He was all over Reynoso And one of the ways that the fire have been defending in the attacking half is instead of a four, two, three, one, it actually becomes a four, four, two diamond midfield where Jimenez goes up to get any deep lying midfielder to stop them from creating. And then Federico is going to follow around that number 10 in this case, Reynoso, and then Shakiri and Shabilko become your two forwards that try and divide the field in half. And so Federico was great until he got a couple unlucky yellow cards in this one. And then, you know, it only takes two. I was going to say that second one was almost a phantom yellow though. While he slid in there, I felt like Mm. he didn't make any contact with the attacking player. Yeah. But that's a misnomer about soccer. You don't necessarily need to make contact. If you force the forward to leap over you like a hurdle and then he goes down. (laughs) Yeah. That, that is a yellow card. It was pretty dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and this one, unfortunately, was a giveaway by Chihos this time. And I'm a little concerned that some of the fire heebie-jeebies are coming back, that we're making some of our own problems in our own half. Don't say it. <laughs> Hopefully this doesn't open the floodgates. Right. And I think the maturity will be there. I think Chihos specifically, is this is something he'll forget about and be just fine. Um, and I think that the fire themselves need to look at this game and say, we didn't play very maturely. We were just really excited to get into the final third when Minnesota weren't allowing that yet. And you need to go sideline to sideline sometimes, move a team around, and we did not do that. So, yeah, I normally watch these games in their entirety, but this I, I just shut it off in the 84th minute. Mm-hmm. That's the timestamp I wanted to bring up. 84th minute TV. Yeah, well, then you you did miss... Lud get sick with it against Olmsberg, which mm. oof. Mm-hmm. Great goal. Maggie defending. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did have more expected goals than Minnesota, if that means anything to anyone. Nope. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh yeah. So yeah, it just not great from the fire in the final third specifically, and then also in our own half to create those opportunities in the right moments. We just were not patient enough. Mm-mm. 
That lack of patience led to goals from Reynoso, Ariaga, and Ludd. Again, three to zero victory for the Loons over the fire. During the game, though, or was it after that Tyler uh, mentioned two more signings for the fire? Yeah. So our color commentator, Tyler Terrence, uh, he mentioned that there are two more signings that the fire are intensely looking at, one of which would be a TAM player, which sounds like a almost everyday type of player. And then one would be an under 22 player. So they're looking at two different types of players. It sounds like they're pretty close. And when the window opens up back in May and Hiro joins us, sounds like he will not be the only fire player to join in, which is kind of important. We have looked pretty threadbare. Um, This was close to our A1 lineup. Herbers was out injured. And then we had Mari Pineda to bring off the bench. Otherwise, there's not a lot of help. Do you think it'll be like uh, a winger? I was hoping somebody in the midfield, but I could also see like a center back. Like that's that's the only options. Either you bulk up the midfield, have a more competent winger than Ivanov, or switch out Olmsberg with somebody. Yeah, I I could see winger for sure. Uh, however, we are bringing in Hiro, and I think that's yeah, that's right too. Yeah, yeah so that'd they be a assume that much, he's going to yeah. fix a lot of things. I actually uh, could say an outside back. I don't know that Espinoza is clicking in Ezra's system so far. Okay. Uh, Bornstein's been playing winger and that's not a good sign. So maybe that's just another example. We need more wingers. Uh, But I could see having Navarro out for an extended period of time or Sekulich out. That would be critically bad for us. So would you want that upgrade with one of the backs, like center back or like a left or right back? What would be your preference? Outside back. Because I think that Mm -hmm. with Pineda as an emergency Valve emergency center back. Uh, Olmsberg has been one of the most improved players I've seen in MLS. Chihos is okay. solid. And Tehran was supposed to be next to Chihos and just has ha- had a injury. He got injured in the warm up before the uh, Omaha game. So he's, you know, he, he's been good enough for me. I thought he's looked pretty good and athletic. And next to Chihos, who's only going to make you smarter, I think that's been effective so far. So outside back would be my. First purchase, uh, if not a goal-scoring winger, which Jairo Torres is supposed to be. Hmm. Well, Fire have a chance to get things back on track against New York Red Bulls this coming Saturday, April 30th at 7 p.m. Very important if we want to swing things back towards positive momentum. Yeah, if we could pull off this W, I think it would would mean a lot. We've kind of struggle with New York. I felt like over the last five years, I think this would be a big confidence boost. Uh, we're at home. Nice timing on that giggle, yeah. Herman. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's a long, the, the past fire has struggled years. In the last yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's been rough. I, I remember it goes all yeah. the way back to that one where we were, we actually made the playoffs one year and Brady and I went and we were considerably a higher seated team. And we, we looked like we didn't know what we were doing that game. So <laughs> it stings. Stings. Yeah. Uh, not to take away any confidence from you, Dave, but Red Bull New York are 4 0 on the road so far this year. Yeah, Very strange. Good. They're due Pretty, for a loss. Yeah, there the you road. go. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, they've been kind of strangely okay at home, but really good on the road. 
uh, hopefully we can stop that. And uh, it's going to be a completely different style of game, completely different challenge than Minnesota. Who was sitting? They're not quite as good as Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I'll just let you have that. Uh, So Minnesota playing in their own half of making you play into weird channels and stuff like that. Red Bull are going at you. They're going after the ball. They're going after your body. It's not, uh, there's no weird channels that they're trying to create for you to pass into. They want the ball back and they want it back close to your goal so that they don't have to do very much to create and score goals. It's a really effective way of playing and also really exciting. So at the very least, this game should be fun to watch. Yes. At the very least, we can hope. Nice. Good catch there. God, I can't talk. (laughs) All right. As much as I would love to stay and talk about how good the loons are, we must move on to the EPL. Brady, I'm putting you on the spot first for Tottenham. Where are they in that table? I haven't taken a look in a while. Yeah, we're just going to talk about all of my teams that are disappointing me right now. Uh, Tottenham are fifth, which is great. You know, right on the outside of the Champions League looking in, you know, hate it. I am being a little bit, you know, I I should be happy enough to make an actual European tournament, but I would rather be in the Champions League than Europa League. It makes me feel better about Kane and his status if we make the Champions League. Um, But we looked toothless against Brentford. It was not very creative. Could have easily lost. There were two uh, off the post here. Um, There's a voice crack in there. Like, I'm just... Not doing great this week, apparently. <laughs> and we need early goals the rest of the way and some help from West Ham so that we get back into the top four. All right, I'll take it from here. Chelsea, they lost to Arsenal on the 20th. Oh, <laughs> we need help. Not for yeah. you to hurt us. I know. I was not, not very happy about that. They did beat West Ham on Sunday. So yesterday, the 24th. Your butt saved by Christian Pulisic, Captain America. Well, that's that's what he does. He sweep, he's a superhero. Yeah. He sweeps in when you need him. Yeah, carrying that torch, carrying him. that shield. Yeah, it was good. I just too. Chelsea's third in the table as they've been for a long time now. I really just don't know what to make of the team overall right now. Won three of their last five, but. I don't know. I thought the time going going into this season, I thought they were the third best team and it just kind of looked like that. You know, it's, it's been good at times. This is a weird stretch where they're not very good. And yeah, I don't know how Tuchel fixes it, but really his goal was top four. I think sitting in third makes sense for Chelsea. And I don't really know how you make the team much better though, other than Lukaku seems to have, cause some havoc in the locker room. Yeah. And, and I'm not arguing that they should be in a different place than third, third feels, I mean, lower than they should be. They should be first, but, um, they like (laughs) their play over the year, I would say is third in the EPL. So that feels right. But this is a time of year when you would really like them to get things in gear, uh, be playing really, really well. And this is one of their down slopes. It feels like a little bit, or just inconsistencies where you're beating West Ham, but you're losing to Brentford horribly Mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. So 
and, and I think the bigger thing is you hit on it. I'm not sure what Tuka can do to fix things at this point. So are you going to go into the end of the year um, with just a rocky team? I guess so, but it's not what you want. <laughs> They're actually going to have quite a bit of turnover, though. I would assume Lukaku will be gone this summer. Uh, I think I would think so. The rumors are that Rudiger is going to sign with Real Madrid. Yep. That's yep. pretty much done. I think wow. you got to start turning over some of those that depth that you have on the wings too. Like it's it's not very good. Like Timo <laughs> Werner really hasn't been what you would expect him to be. He didn't fit True. in with the system. I hope we could get uh, Christian Pulisic going week to week. And I guess Tuchel will have like more of an opportunity to build his own team. I don't really think he wanted Lukaku. It sounded like there was a lot of drama around that. Yeah, um, that you I don't say. Is, yeah. He, he wasn't yeah. crazy about Lukaku, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just they felt like they needed to bring him back after loaning him out for so long to Everton and be like, oh, see, we actually had a good season with him. It was just nobody was happy, and I don't know why it happened. I don't even know if Chelsea board could tell you why that happened. So, <laughs> yeah. who knows? All right, Dave, I'll let you have your moment or moments yeah. with Liverpool. Yeah, I have quite a bit to say this week. Um, <laughs> so, we beat both Manu and Everton, uh, absolutely embarrassed Manu 4 0, aggregate on the year 9 0. Yeah. So, <sighs> Let that right. soak in, Man United fans. <laughs> Maybe think about your decisions that led you to this you know, time as in fandom. Bad choice. Um, Everton were an absolute disgrace. Like It's a per- performance I would only describe as championship worthy, which hopefully they'll <laughs> be there soon. Um, wasted time from the very beginning. Pickford sure. brought the ball to the ground every single time he touched it. And it was really funny because Allison at the end of the game sarcastically yeah. sat on the ball just to rub it in their face. And I was it, totally it was gonna ask one you of the about most that. gratifying moments <laughs> ever. <laughs> the cop went crazy. Uh, I think relegation would be fair after you turn in a performance like that. Unfortunately, there's crappier teams, including you know, Burnley, Watford, Norwich. So it, it's really gonna come down to strength of schedule. Um and Everton's facing some really tough teams. Um, I believe that they have a matchup against. Yeah. So they got Chelsea this weekend, Leicester city, Watford, who's kind of in that weird fringe. Like if they went out and some weird things happen, like they might even be in the conversation of it's not going to be an getting easy out game. of there. We could put no, it that no. way. Uh, Brentford, whose form has been really good. Crystal Palace can all show up for a great game. And then they finish off the season with Arsenal, who's in great form and can't slip up either because they're trying to get into the uh, the Champions League. So I think they have a really difficult schedule. And Burnley Burnley is a much lower quality team. So unfortunately, while they have an easier schedule, uh, it's it's closer than you think. (laughs) They might be. They might be more ready to scrap for in a relegation battle than Everton is. That's, it seems like something that they're more set up for. And then I was going to point out two leads are kind of falling dangerously close, although they did pick up a point uh, today. That, so now they're five points instead of four at Everton, but Everton do have a game in hand. So I can't 
right leads out of this conversation yeah, as well. Sure. So it's it's pretty tight. Uh, just like Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears and the Chicago yeah. sports scene just gets more depressing. Divac Origi owns Everton, though. He's <laughs> scoring an insane amount of goals. And I kind of like screamed at my television just because like the attacking depth that we have right now, I was just like, Origi, really? We're going to do this again? Like, <laughs> like you have like Bobby Firmino on the bench. You got Jota. But I, I mean, this is... It always works. And as soon as he was on the field, he was involved in a goal and ended up scoring the insurance goal against Everton as well. Uh, also, Luis Diaz is insane. He like trapped a ball with his leg behind his like back in front of everybody and then went on a, a sprint that led to like an assist. It was it was nuts. So great signing. I think it's energized the team really well. It's amazing we how have, fast and yeah, well he fits. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we, we. I would say we have to have the best front three in the league right now. Ever since they moved Mane into like the center, he looks really good there. And then any kind of way you change it up, it just is really solid. We have that depth that I think Chelsea needs to strive for because if they could start moving out some of those players and bringing in Tuchel's guys, I think they could have something like that as well with some of the quality that they have. Um. So hopefully, moving on with Liverpool stuff, hopefully they'll won the first leg by the time this is released against Villarreal. Convincingly, that leg is at home. So I'm hoping for 2-0, 3-1, something like that. And then the second leg is going to be uh, next Tuesday. Uh, at Villarreal is not so, an easy game. Yeah. No, no. It, and they'll be, you know, they're so close to picking the final now. I'm sure they'll bring it up mm. to a new level. So they can't sleep on them but it's at Anfield and that doesn't mean a lot. Um, and then just some general thoughts on the premier league while we're wrapping up Liverpool Not here, biased, Man United though. are awful. They're just really <laughs> bad right now. And um, it's just not working. And I don't know, I don't know how you overhaul this team in one year. I think they're going to be bad for a while. Uh, after Maybe we smoked them, manager. Arsenal did too. Yeah. It's good. I, I just think the culture kind of got shot, unfortunately. So he's got a lot of work to do, but I, but he's very, very highly rated and they think he's the guy. So we'll see next year. Uh, Gunners are looking pretty good sometimes. Uh, I hate to say it, but they are, uh, has kind of figured, I feel like figure that team out and, and they're winning some really big games and they're desperate for champions league football. Uh, also, I think this Newcastle game um, is going to be interesting this weekend for Liverpool. Uh, I'm, Newcastle has actually played really well. They're currently sitting ninth, and they were in the relegation conversation earlier this year. Mm -hmm. So my question was, with the influx of like money, do we think they're going to be a top four competitor next year? Just kind of like City all of a sudden became like a annual pain in the rear for Liverpool out of nowhere. I'm, I'm thinking that's going to happen pretty quick for Newcastle. It's a huge amount of money. And while money does not buy you championships, it can get pretty dang close. <laughs> just, they just need a coach now, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think that they will compete next year. So here's my hot take. I don't think next year's the mm. year. Um, I think that there's enough teams like a Chelsea, Liverpool, City with the rumors going on that, Holland has already signed for them, which is not mm -hmm. good for anyone in the league. No, no, except for them. 
so I think there's enough team. I mean, Spurs are going to be amazing next year. So I don't know that Newcastle will right. be top four next, next year, but who's to say it's, it's a lot of money coming in. I hope not. <laughs> no one else except Dave and I could see your emphatic eye roll when you said how amazing the Spurs are going to be next year, <laughs> but it was pretty fantastic. All right. Looking ahead to the game of the week for next week when we meet again. We have chosen West Ham versus Arsenal, an EPL showdown. Makes sense. Talking a lot about EPL, a lot going on. Sunday, May 1st, 10.30 a.m. Really need West Ham to win this one. Yep. (laughs) Please. Mm -hmm. Please, please. Not only for standings, but just, you know, uh, general arsenal hatred. In my well-being, yes. Yeah, that would be (laughs) great. Prediction time. Unfortunately, I think it is going to be close. As Dave just mentioned, as much as we don't like to admit it, arsenal is looking really good at times. Well, pretty good at some times. At times. Arsenal is looking pretty good at times. English. One to zero, West Ham. It's my vote. I think West Ham, unfortunately, are too busy um, <gasps> with the Europa League. I think Don't do it, Dave. Arsenal are going to oh. be focused on this because this is the only way they qualify for Europe. And oh. I think Arsenal are going to win two to one. No, one. no, no. Yeah. Uh, oh. I am really heavily debating going with oh. my head or my heart. Um, or if I just should hedge really hard and just, you know, but I think that Arsenal win this one three to one, <sighs> actually, unfortunately. Cannot right. be hearing this. Yeah, it's gross. Come Makes on. me want to vomit. Um, but I do think they're the better team, especially at this point. <sighs> no. Dang. So hopefully I'm wrong. I'm really hoping this is like the first week in a while that I just hope I am flat wrong. <laughs> I really hope you're both wrong. And I hate you both. <laughs> That's how this works. (laughs) If Arsenal wins, it's your fault. Both of you. It's no fair. No, it's me moving on. No. All right. (laughs) Other big games that are happening. Got to stick with the Premier League. Chelsea versus United. When's it coming? Yes. It's actually coming the day that this podcast is released. So if you're listening in the morning, you could catch it in the afternoon. Take a That's late why lunch. You should listen right when it comes out. Have to. I'm going to run through a few other games real quick. So for the Premier League on Saturday, as I mentioned, the early games, Liverpool versus Newcastle. Watford's playing Burnley. Huge game for huge. Burnley. Leeds is playing City. Potentially huge title and relegation implications there. Uh, Sunday, we've got Everton versus Chelsea. Do your job, Chelsea. Take care <laughs> of them. Uh, and Tottenham versus Leicester City. So your job, these are all Tottenham. huge. Yes, and do your job. <laughs> God, win. <laughs> That's they're always a pain, though. Although Leicester yeah. City could be more focused on the Conference League at this point as well. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we'll get a break. Uh, Champions League second leg of the semifinals are next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, May third and the fourth. Uh, Europa League and conference leagues are getting really interesting now. As I mentioned, Leicester City's alive, West Ham's alive. Check it out. More uh, Premier League teams in uh, big games. Uh, 
championship is wrapping up. Uh, that's the league right below the premier league. Uh, Fulham has won the league and have automatically been promoted. Um, oh. Second auto promotion playoff spot and the playoff spot is being decided. Uh, final games of the season are on May 7th at six 30 in the morning. Uh, there's also a midweek game either coming up this week or next week between Nottingham for forest and Bournemouth. And they seem to be the likely teams that'll come away with that second automatic spot. Mm-hmm. So that would be a really enticing game to watch in the afternoon. I would love so to see check Forrest that back up. That would be really cool. There's a few names in that potential uh, like three to six spot for the playoffs. That would be really neat if they could make it. Uh, and then uh, just to kind of do a nod to a game of the week, a few weeks ago, uh, Rangers versus Celtic in the Scottish Premiership uh, on the uh, this Sunday at 6 a.m. Uh, Rangers are six points back, but if they um, win this one, it could get a little more interesting. Although I will say that the goal differential is insurmountable at this time with only a few games remaining in the season. But again, if you like that matchup from a few weeks ago, they're going at it again here. That's it. Whew. Thank you, Dave. Quite the breakdown. A lot happening in the EPL, but also all over. I'm impressed keeping track of all of it. Oh, a lot of information. What an episode. Well done to both of you. Before we close up, any closing thoughts? Yeah, uh, Byron have won the Bundesliga. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm not done yet. Byron (laughs) have won the Bundesliga. And it brings the question to, is German soccer even fun anymore? Yes, it is. <laughs> I disagree because they have won 10 years in a row. It's wow. An, ever since Jurgen Klopp has left, it's not even fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dortmund are about to become much worse because, as you had mentioned, Erling Haaland is basically inked by City at this point. So it's just going to get worse. <sighs> it's so not interesting good. because they played with a false nine all season. And now they're going to yeah. get like the most nine of nines at this point. Like it's going to be, it's not a total change. Like Pep has played with a nine before. It's not like he only plays with the false nine. It's just a little bit yeah. weird that that's what he's choosing this year. And then we're going to ink Holland, except he's really good and he will score goals in any league. I'm kind of terrified. Like it's, where, it's just going to flip a switch for them. City's money come from? But I don't know. Their own butts. They just seem to have an unlimited supply. I don't even know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Financial fair play. I don't know. It, uh, you got me there. Okay. It's very annoying. I'll say yes. that. It feels <laughs> kind of like the Yankees where you go, oh, great. They've signed another all-star. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. How Except they, they actually that? win. No one knows. Which mm-hmm. makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yankees. Okay. God, I hate them. Once again, Dave, thank you for the breakdown. So much information to keep trash on. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you, listeners, as always, for tuning in. Feel free to send us an email, windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. Questions, thoughts, feedback, things you want to hear more of or less of, let us know. If you'd rather reach out to Dave directly. Dave, where can our listeners do that? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Wendy underscore Dave. And if you want to reach out to the stat bro <laughs> himself, Brady, where can our listeners do that? 
I am on Twitter at stat underscore bro. And I am on Instagram at Brad the Bard 13. Check out some of my stuff on YouTube as well, which is Brad the Bard 13. Or you can just search Brad the Bard and you will find me. Okay, enough. Just relax on all that. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank to both you, Brady and Dave. Thank you to our listeners. Till next week, go fight. Go loons. Bam, bam, bam.